Yeah, so um, we're at Exodus 7, um, verse 14, and the rest of the plagues. <laughs> yes. Everyone got their places? Yes. Cool, cool. So, what comes to your mind when you think of power? Yes, Gareth's putting up an arm like this. But some people could think of a high-end businessman with a giant desk commanding a whole company on the 60th floor of a skyscraper. Others might think of a hurricane just destroying a seaside village or a flood just sweeping away houses and homes. Or some of you who are into astronomy or watch way too many YouTube videos <laughs> might think of a black hole sucking things into it that not even light can escape. So on Sunday we went through the ten plagues um, where we saw God's almighty power. Um, and if you haven't read through the plagues, <laughs> I'd highly re- recommend you do so. Because um, God's power is shown clearly, just again and again. And it's his power of, it's the power of create, the creator. Because um, <laughs> he just shows himself again and again through all the different plagues with turning water into blood, bringing frogs, so many that they just pile into the homes, gnats that come in swarms, flies, the death of livestock, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the death of the firstborn of all of Egypt. We just think of how big that is and the power that is shown through that God through what God has done. One can only say that he is the creator God. That he messes with just the order of creation, um, taking away that order that he created at the beginning, um, just to show how mighty he is. And we talked on Sunday just about how that would make us feel. Um, It can make us feel small, it can make us feel scared, awestruck, but to find the right response to God's power, um, we actually need to look at how God uses his power. And that is the question, how does God use his power? And the answer that we see um, in Exodus, thinking of it from the beginning to where we are now, is it's for his people to rescue his people. And that is a great truth to have. If you are a part of the people of God, if you are a child of God, knowing that you have God's power on your side, that's a crazy thing to think about. But that is not good news for everyone there are those apart from God who are on the other side of God's power. 
So picture with me a beach. It's a, it's a lovely sunny day in December. You're on the coast and you're enjoying splashing in the waves. I know some of you don't like this, but it does appeal to some of us. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, you're just swimming just, in, just beyond the waves and you feel a tugging force. And before you know it, you're being sucked out to sea. And a rip current is just pulling you out. I think all of us would be freaking out at this point. Just a powerful force of water just dragging us into the ocean. And now, lifeguards say and health professionals say, the thing that you must not do is swim against that current. You cannot fight it. <laughs> if you are swinging, swimming against it, all you will do is tie yourself out. And many people drown when this happens to them. What you must do is actually swim with the current. And then you will be able to, first of all, rest so that you can scream and help and cry for help so that someone can come and save you. Because it is utterly pointless to fight against that power. And <laughs> it is very much that way with God's power. There are only two sides that you can have. Either you, God's power is for you at your back or you're fighting against it and you are fighting a losing battle. And the losing battle that we see in this passage um, from Exodus 7, um, verse 14, uh, all the way to verse 12, actually, we see, I mean, chapter 12, we see Pharaoh just disregarding God, fighting against his power, not listening to him. And naturally, we are all like Pharaoh. We harden our hearts to him, and we don't want to listen to him. Naturally, all of us, we are enemies of God. That is how we are, and that's how we were born. And what we see just again and again throughout the 10 plagues is that Pharaoh is getting what he deserves, his justice. He reaps what he has sown. And the final judgment comes with the death, the death of his firstborn and all the firstborn in Egypt. And this is again just a sign of justice because you'll remember what happened in the first study that we did, Exodus chapter 1, where the Pharaoh killed all the male children of the Israelites, drowning them in the Nile. So we see that God is a God of justice, and this is how he uses his power. And it's crazy to think of how it would be to be on this side of God's power. And we can actually just think, how can anyone actually be on the side of his grace. And how is his grace even shown in the 10 plagues? 
That's a really good question because we just see destruction, God's mighty hand in it. But we see something incredible. The very fact that there are ten plagues is a sign of God's grace. When Pharaoh didn't listen to God the first time, God could have sent one great plague to wipe out all of Egypt in one foul swoop. But God, he doesn't do that. He shows grace to Pharaoh and to Egypt, speaking to him nine times, just again and again. That's utterly amazing. And then secondly, we see grace in the fact that God actually chooses the Israelites. The Israelites had nothing that made them special, humanly speaking. They were not good. (laughs) They were not great by any standard. They were simply a people who were slaves. The only thing that they had was God's promise. God's promise to them was all they had. They, they did not deserve it, but God showed compassion and grace upon them to actually use these plagues to save them out of Egypt. And the fact that they, they were exempt from the final judgment, um, the death of the firstborn, The only way that they were saved from that was the sacrifice of a lamb. Sacrifice of a lamb whose blood they painted on their door so that God's judgment wouldn't come upon the Israelites. And ultimately, that was not just a meaningless gesture that they had to do. It was a sign pointing to Jesus, to Christ, the Lamb of God. And he took the judgment for us. He gave us that grace. God used him. And similarities are interesting in Exodus because the plague just before the final judgment was darkness. Does that remind us of anything? the day of Jesus' death, just before he died. Darkness came. And so, for us here today, we are privileged enough, because of God's amazing grace, to actually have a choice. We have a choice between this judgment and this grace. That all we have to do is believe God, not harden our hearts to him, listen to him and believe in his son, the sacrifice? Do we want to be those who are just swimming against a current that we know we will just drown against? It's a losing battle. Just like Pharaoh who lost his son. Or will we actually come to God hear him and believe in his promises and believe in Christ. And that is 
the message of Exodus in its heart. This is God's salvation plan, using his power for his people. And that's also the message of the Bible, the gospel, the good news of Jesus. And with that, let me end us off in prayer. Lord, uh, when we do just think of your mighty power, um, it can be frightening, Lord. We can just see just who you are, the creator, and we can feel so small, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that even though we are naturally like Pharaoh, we harden our hearts and we are your enemies, Lord, that you still came to rescue us, Lord. Would you help us to open up our hearts to you, Lord, to just see you for who you are, Lord. Believe in your promises and find your grace. Believing that we can have a relationship with you, Lord, through Jesus. And we thank you for that great sacrifice. And we do just pray all this in your holy name. Amen.